So hi, welcome to the Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Logan and Callum from Into the Red. And we're asking some questions today about their new EP, Wavelength. Uh, so congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to it so far, as well as the single you guys put out after the fact? Uh, the response has been pretty amazing, actually. Um, yeah. We, we, we actually had, a, we've been having it reviewed. We had one this week, didn't we? We had a new review come in. Oh. Yeah, Patch Pockets. Um, that was it uh which on on their blog they uh they covered uh they covered the ep there and um the response has been really really good uh particularly yeah. to the 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 lead single track um people have been uh talking about that quite a bit and been streaming yeah it a lot. I take think, me I to think... the water and the moon has been like the most streamed song we've ever had it's been incredible oh, that's nice. amazing which is yeah. pretty cool i think yeah. that was the first time we broke a thousand streams was with that yeah. song. <laughs> generally yeah. Well, I'm glad, you, awesome. I'm glad you guys are getting like that post-release suite coverage, like mm-hmm. way past yeah. the release, because it's like it seems like you know you get your you get your weekend of Literally. a possible window to get coverage, mm-hmm. and then that's it. So I'm glad you guys are getting that's it, it yeah. way past that. No, it's been it's been kind of steady. It's been really nice. And well, uh, for the for the month after the release, we we were on radio. We were in like um, some local publications as well. So that was cool. That's awesome. Awesome. Where That's Callum so- Callum went on the radio to refer to Reddit as an internet website. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Not a hellscape. Right. Yeah, literally. Yeah, it is a hellscape. Boy. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the EP name or cover art? There is two. Um yeah. it's a double it's a double meaning. Uh, okay. so I'll go I'll, first off, um mm-hmm. we we weren't gonna do the EP at all. Uh we what? were gonna do we were gonna do an album. Yeah. Um but covid happened mm. uh so it didn't it didn't yeah. feel like the right the right step so we we, we did, were we like started... fully we were we were like fully planning on going to the studio we had like all the songs written yeah we were we still do as well they've not yeah we still do it. obviously yeah. they still exist yeah. but we were railroaded into writing the album and then obviously isolation hit and we couldn't do anything yeah. so um we basically wrote recorded and released an entire ep within what was it like four months Mm. Wow, that's uh, yeah, I think I think the bulk yeah. of the songwriting was done in the first fortnight, but particularly because um, we'd done an EP already called Frequency, um, which came out in 2016. Um, we decided since we were doing another EP, it should basically be a follow up to that. So the next the next thing in the equation after Frequency is wavelength, and then obviously we've got velocity left over, mm. um, but we haven't got that far yet. Um, okay. Will there be a velocity EP? Mm. Okay, I'll, see, take that, I'll take that as a yes. Awesome. Um, <laughs> but um, and then the alternative meaning as well uh, is some local history. If you want to go into that, Colin. Yeah. So basically, growing up in Sheffield, there was a, uh, an old guitar shop called Wavelength that we, both me, Logan, and quite a few of the people in loads of other local bands and in our band, so in Josh, Josh and Ash, we all started there. It's where we got our first guitars. It's where we got our first pedals and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it shut down Aww. in 2019 or 2018. No, yeah, the guy, they just it, it, not not through bad reasons. They just retired. Uh, yeah, um, they retired. Yeah. So so we thought as a kind of homage to that, we'd uh, name the EP wavelength. So it's kind of yeah. like a little little nod to local Sheffield history. I think I think we brainstormed like 200 names. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Before before settle. <laughs> I had I had like I had like a word. We had a big list. Loads yeah. and loads of names, and some of them were like. I, I had Callum reading some of them and sending me a message like, are, are you all right? 
Um, and and with, the, with, the, with the EP artwork, um, I had a couple of ideas of like doing, you know, the like kind of Midwest emo thing where you take a picture of a dilapidated building and that no. being wavelength. Yep. But yeah, that was one of the ideas, but probably <laughs> so it's a bit cliche. Well, we, we got um, Kate, the artist who drew the cover for our debut EP. Um, she's been making waves doing her own visual art. So we just got her to come back and do yeah. the... She did the first one, though, didn't she? She did Frequency. Yeah, she did Frequency. I just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so we got her to come back and do do the one for Wavelength. She she tried to do it for free, but we weren't. We weren't <laughs> yeah, so I think, yeah, so we, we did pay, money. but um, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't happy about it. Um, yeah. But we always want a character on the front uh, mm. of our work, really, don't we? Uh, so yeah. it's 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 sort of a different interpretation of our of our sort of mascot character, Quinn, mm-hmm. um, as a sea nymph rather than as uh, a cosmonaut, an astronaut. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because the songs are generally like, there's a lot of references to things like uh, water and the ocean and the experience of being near it. We thought the the, the sea nymph character that she designed uh, was appropriate specifically for the one for Take Me to the Water on the Moon. And then we got yeah. to do a different interpretation of the same character for the cover of the Holy P. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sick. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the CP? Yeah. Let, I uh, do that. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's well, all in. What's interesting about this one is lockdown didn't really affect the process that I normally have all that much. So uh, the bulk of the writing I do by myself before I bring the ideas to the band. So it can sometimes be like a riff or, you know, quite a simple demo or something like that, that I'll send people and sort of be like, you know, what do you think of this? And sometimes it'll be like a complete song, but yeah. th- this, this EP was different because we basically agreed we were going to do the EP before any of the songs had been written. I think, I think we'd written waves. You'd written waves. Me. Cause yeah. you'd written waves and you're like, oh, I've, wrote, I've written this song. And I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of cool. A bit with Midwesty, yeah. you know? All that kind yeah. of good stuff. Uh, and then and then basically immediately afterwards, we went into a second lockdown in the UK and it was like, OK, uh, we, we can't do the album. So I, I feel pretty sad. So I'm going to write some sad songs and we're going to turn it into an EP kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I think the only part of that that wasn't recorded was uh, was the vocals and not even all the vocals, just just a lot of the leads were done. were done in the recording studio with our producer, Will, but the rest of it was yeah. done remotely. And that was very like at the very end of the process. That was because yeah. we were in second lockdown for so long. I think um, two we, days, I think. Yeah. So we were, we were in lockdown for so long. We basically got everything else tracked. We just had the vocals to do and we had to wait to come out of lockdown in order to do <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, wow. it, was, it was pretty funny. So it's like- And it was a uh, pretty quick turnaround uh, after that. We, Will and I weren't ever in the same room, you know, because uh, so because I couldn't have oh, a mask just, on. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, if I was recording, so he was in a different room. And we were talking over the intercom, like. Yeah. Um, but the music uh, generally comes first, um, and I'll it, it normally starts with the guitar for me, um, and the lyrics kind of come afterwards. Uh, the lyrics specifically here were just uh, inspired by you know um, the the loneliness I think we were all feeling and the heartbreak that I personally had experienced earlier in that year, uh, just sort of snowballed into these songs. And I like to think of them as being about sort of the process beginning of you starting to get better. 
uh, is kind of kind of the message there. So uh, I was I was starting to feel a little bit more creative. I was starting to feel a little bit better after. Well, honestly, twenty twenty was dreadful, wasn't it? So yeah. um, you know, and we would need we were twenty twenty when we <laughs> when we recorded it. So it was like yeah. You know, this year's coming to an end. I've got a slightly more positive outlook going forwards. Silly me. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, um, yeah, I think it, it came together really quickly. I think we demoed something like 10, 10 or 11 songs yeah. before we narrowed it down to four. But Waves was always going to be on it. And uh, Take Me to the Water on the Moon, I think, was the very last one I wrote for it. And that was, yeah. that was never in contention to not be on it like as soon as we had it written it was like oh this is going to be the single like this is this is going to yeah. be the big song and uh, it was Callum's idea to release it as a single in it and it did it did make yeah it as soon as I heard it I was like that, that's the one you know yeah it's, yeah that's the one <laughs> yeah, yeah um so we didn't I think the out the the uh, the EP had been out for well, like six weeks before we got together to even play the songs together wow yeah oh so um, yeah we've never even played them together yeah um so it's it's really weird because those performances were recorded entirely remotely but it's still sort of it it, i think it i think it's reflected in the performances not like in a bad way but it's like it's the most deeply personal stuff we've ever come up with it was so it was because a, it wasn't as much of a we weren't as much of a unit we were these scattered no, it was fragments. a really intense process because yeah like, we're so used to being together you know all the time every week you know for three hours of band practice and that kind of stuff and riffing off each other and adding suggestions or whatever but because of the, the kind of a separation between us it was it was it was really it was really weird emotionally to like be playing music to basically a backer track and try and figure it out yeah it was hard yeah solid all right Uh, so i want you two to tell us your favorite lyric off this ep and the meaning behind it do you want to go first uh you go first you want me to go first (laughs) again yes um my favorite my favorite lyric um Okay, so in Take Me to the Water on the Moon, uh, there's a line. um, We are sinners in glass houses with a hatred that is shrouded by a lack of people at whom to throw stones, which is uh, a very, very long-winded and admittedly slightly pretentious way of saying that we have to take responsibility for our own biases and our own feelings uh, during the process of recovery like this. And the phrase those who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. The temptation still exists, even though you know that to be true. And dealing with uh, the frustrations that you experience when life goes by you as an observer rather than as a participant is something I feel like I was experiencing quite a lot because it was Mm -hmm. like, I want to make a difference. I want to do something, but we're all locked in our houses because there's, you know, a a, a killer cough going around and that's really annoying. Um, And then coupled with all of the, uh, the angst I was feeling over you know, this breakup mm-hmm. that had a profound effect on me. Um, I think that that basically summarizes uh, what that song's about in, in quite a succinct way. And I'm pretty proud of it. That generally, I think the lyrics on on Take Me are, are the best the best lyrics on the Yeah, I, I was like, also going to suggest to Take Me to the Water on the Moon lyric. Go, which well, one I, I like, I like um, 
we go picking stars like berries because it kind of reminds me of a um not a Kirsty McCall song, but the Kirsty McCall cover of um Billy Bragg's I'm not looking for New England. England. Yeah. It was one of my favorite lyrics of all time is um is it wrong to wish on space hardware? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. I actually didn't even make that connection at all. So yeah, <laughs> yeah when I wrote it. Um but yeah, I could I could I could pick any of the songs from Take Me as a favorite, honestly. Yeah. I also um, just love the chorus to Take Me to the War on the Moon because when we do it live, we kind of do it in a kind of like a, a gang vocally emo way, and it's just <laughs> a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun to play it. It's live. a lot of fun to sing. Yeah. We've played it at every show since it came out, which is yeah. admittedly well. not that many shows, but <laughs> <laughs> still. I love it. Uh so where was your headspace at while you're writing the CP? Uh I obviously can't speak for anybody else. I feel like we're getting into the, the system where I go first and Callum adds to what I'm saying. So unless, yeah. we, should we stick to that for now? We'll just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. cool. So um, personally for me, it was it was a pretty dire. Um, uh, 2020 was bad for all of us. Uh, mm. I mean, in the UK, like before we locked down, locked down, we had a tiered system. So different parts of the country um, did have different levels of restrictions. Uh, and there was a lot of essentially a lot of politics about which cities locked down the hardest. Yeah. So um, there were more cases in London per 100 than like anywhere else in the UK. But their restrictions wow. were still really limited um, mm-hmm. yeah. because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of wealthy people in London. There's a lot of money being made. And that was like going to the important. theater. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Whereas in Sheffield, we had like 15 cases per 100 people at the time. And we oh. were in like we were only one down from the maximum restriction level at the time. So we like, we, there was this general feeling of unfairness. Like we should, Mm -hmm. you know, we're actually doing better than places that have fewer restrictions than we do. And I've not got anything against having those restrictions in place because it's saving lives um, and taking the strain off our, like uh, our healthcare workers and everything. So I'm cool with it. It just felt a little bit like, still felt very constricting especially given that we had to watch um other places have more free go to gigs and have fun mm-hmm. yeah you know we there's that post from wargasm about them playing uh, in anyway, a pub and that was yeah, a whole, anyway, yeah that anyway, was a whole thing was but whole... um yeah so that was already frustrating and then like uh my then my then partner had uh you know been been away for a really long time because we weren't allowed to travel between places really unless we had good reason to and Mm -hmm. unfortunately seeing loved ones was off the cards at the time uh and the only time uh they came to see me um was when they were finally allowed and it was like right great let's come back lock down together we'll we'll finish watching mr robot which we'd been watching at the time which was wicked um and um you know, and uh, basically it was just clear that uh, it was over, like, and neither of us had realized. So uh, that was pretty horrendous. Mm-hmm. So that cast a shadow over the entirety of the rest of that year for me. I, 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 I think you can you can remember how miserable I was, Callum. Uh, and it yeah. Wasn't... <laughs> so we we have a series of vlogs that we took while like <laughs> while we were. Want- yeah, we have a series of vlogs that we we so while we were recording the EP, we took these series of vlogs, and you could just see everyone just get progressively <laughs> more depressed as we get closer <laughs> to Christmas as we get down. As well. And it's so- it's the thing about the UK um, is that like like now it, it gets darker about four pm on a good day, 
I think I made the point of it in one of the vlogs. Yeah, you did. It goes dark really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It goes dark and cold and, you know, we couldn't leave the house. We couldn't see people. Yeah. So it was a pretty miserable environment to be writing songs in, but it wasn't until... It wasn't until the worst of it was was the loneliness that I could start writing because I couldn't it was I couldn't really write about the heartbreak while it was so fresh. Yeah. So but that's you know, essentially it's, what that, the whole EP is about, as you yeah. said, is about kind of healing from that. Mm. So I think I think I was actually at the begin. I'm at I'm at the point. I was at the point in the process that I was describing when those lyrics were being written. Like I was starting to feel like, you know, there's there's something ahead of this. There's there's things to be learned and there's still, you know, there's 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 time to kind of heal and that's 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 important. And I, when I yeah. started to feel that, you know, the inspiration and the creativity came back. Mm-hmm. Solid, right? Yeah. Um, so this one should be super super quick. Off the top of your heads, I want you to describe this EP for new listeners in three words, three each. Three each. Mm-hmm. Three words each. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just want to say it bangs hard. Okay. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> that, okay. yeah, there you go. The, this album goes hard. This EP goes yeah. really hard. Like uh, after the after that first song, which is a bit of a slow burn. You've like, said your three words, all... Logan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm not allowed to justify those three words, am I, Callum? God. All right. Go on then, Cal. Yeah, I would words. say it's expansive, mm-hmm. fun, mm-hmm. and uh, and I only thought of two words while you were talking. Oh my god! <laughs> expansive. Come on, fun, you gotta get one more. And a jam. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. It was really Space. anticlimactic. Yeah, space. That's a lot better. Space. There you go. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so in that same train of thought, uh, but not as quick, uh, is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while going through the EP? Oh, that's a good question. Thank you. Um, that is a really good question. I mean, I mean, uh, the answer is obviously yes. But I haven't thought in a huge amount of detail what what those feelings might be because I, you know, I'm writing about my own feelings and stuff, and I mm-hmm. don't really want anybody to feel those things because they they weren't very nice, you know. The stuff I'm writing about, like I said, I'd started to feel better by the time it came. I'm useless when I'm mis- when I'm super miserable, but like you know, when I was starting to feel better, that's when that's when I was feeling the most creative. So, um, you know, like that's. I suppose not what I want people to be feeling is uncreative and sad, but what I do maybe want people to, 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 to feel or to think about if they will listen to it is if they have ever felt that way, that maybe they, they are understood by somebody. Maybe I want them to feel seen. Uh, mm. Maybe I want them to feel um, understood um, because I think one of the things that you can definitely get into when you're, when you're having a hard time is you can feel like you have to deal with it by yourself and, I know that there's lots and lots of music out there that makes people feel understood. Um, the best music, I guess, is the reason we like it so much is because yeah. it feels like it's made just for us. And I'd like mm-hmm. people to listen to that EP and feel that way about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, would, I would concur. I'd say catharsis is a good word. Um, mm-hmm. And 
and a journey. I think I think the whole EP is kind of a journey. And me and Logan were talking about this the other day. Is that in that that the way that the songs are structured and the way that they follow on from each other kind of follows that journey through healing, through kind of acceptance, and then through realizing that you know things are going to get better, and then kind of dealing with that and going forwards. Yeah, mm-hmm. taking responsibility think, is a huge a huge theme, I think. Yeah. Mm. Solid. Uh, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. You're going in. What is your snack of choice? Isn't it like petrol over there? A petrol yeah, station? Petrol yeah. Station. There you go. I should have. I should have. <laughs> God, I missed that. Yeah, it's all right. This interview is over. Like if we can't <laughs> even get that right. Like... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my bad. Although, although to be fair, there isn't much petrol at the moment. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're, we are actually in the middle of a... You know, we need, you know, the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they solve the gas crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do the, the they blow the fire and then Max's head gets burnt. It's a yeah. whole, yeah, that's a good episode. Yeah, that's, 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 that's yeah. what it's looking like right now. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, uh, salt and vinegar crisps, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, 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 that's where I would go with we'll that. We're getting one. a Walker's grab bag. Yeah, Walker's grab bag. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. The Walker's grab bag. Yeah. Um, what is that? It's, it's like a, a bigger big bag. bag. Of yeah. It's, oh. It's not like it's not like family size. It's not mm-hmm. like sharing size, but it's not like the small one. It's kind mm-hmm. of like slightly yeah. bigger. Although I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's got the same amount of crisps as the small one. They just charge more money for it. <laughs> the bigger bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm, they I'm only, almost 100 percent sure that's the that's the. They crap. only seem to sell them at petrol stations. Yeah. Mm-hmm like that seems to be it but yeah we'd probably stock up on those it like if they uh i mean i'm going to speak a little bit for him because we've got a bit of a running joke in the band because josh is a really big fan of shawarma so there's a i've never seen a i've never seen a shawarma stand in a petrol station no no no, no, but yeah no but if there was like you know those you know that he'd he'd see the you know sometimes you can get those chicken wraps or whatever that are like in the foil with a sticker on it yeah Yeah. they're, they're always a little bit stale yeah, actually eat it. Nah, I man. feel like he would see that and hope it was like the shawarma. So I feel like that's that's maybe a conversation that would be had. Probably. The disappointing thing about crisps is you always eat them and then you're still hungry. So. Yeah. Yeah, mm. but I wouldn't. But that's probably still what I go for. I thought, oh, you know, I'm not actually that hungry. I'll just have one and then you eat it. I'm so I'm even hungrier now than before I exactly. eat crisps. Yeah. Not not if you eat like a bag and a half. Uh, it's oh, like, or it's a like, grab bag. Yeah, it's about the size bag. of a bag and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I personally, I, I, I like getting gang sweets. So I like, I like the getting the grab bags that? of sweets. So yeah, like, I'm sweets, sweets for the gang. You know? Okay. Everyone, so is that like an assorted car. bag? No, no, sweets? it's not what it's called. I'm just, I'll just, I'll just go into the station and I'll. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, maybe get some jelly babies, maybe some. Ah, uh, oh, you know, I proper fancy some jelly babies, right? Yeah, now. I fancy some jelly babies, Je- yeah. jelly beans as well. Uh, jelly beans. Uh, this oh. interviews went off jelly the rails. I don't know what's going on anymore. What are jelly babies? <laughs> jelly never... babies. Yeah. They're they're uh, they're kind of like jelly beans, except they don't have that crusty exterior. They've mm-hmm. got powdered sugar on them, and they look like babies. Oh. They're delicious. Yeah, they're in the shape of babies. You gotta bite yeah. the heads off first. So we, yeah, you idea. So we, we eat babies in the thing. UK. Yeah, just of the, um, je- just the jelly variety. <laughs> wow, um, they're, they're quite. Uh, you know, you know, Doctor Who. 
Yes. Um, quite old Doctor Who used to eat jelly babies all the time. And that's actually the first time he meets Yeah, isn't it kind of like a decompression thing after the TARDIS? After yeah, the yeah, he always has yeah. a jelly baby. And he's always like, would you yeah. like a jelly baby? Like to, <laughs> to everyone he always talks to. And the first time, the first time he meets Leela, one of his, um, one of his companions, she, she's like a Stone Age woman. And uh, he gets out of the TARDIS and sees Leela and she's like, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm the doctor. Would you like a jelly baby? And then she <laughs> sees him and he's got the same face as this mountain and they call it the face of evil. And she's like, so it's true. The evil one does eat babies. And he's like, no, no, these are these are sweets, love. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I'm Ridiculous. looking them up. I can't believe that these actually exist. Okay. Now I feel like I should look at them. On this next They're question, really this next question, you guys have the opportunity to just completely blow our minds and have us go with the fuck. Uh, if the go, band happen, was a dish, what dish would it be? What in the world? What dish would it be? Yeah, what dish would the oh, be? Something really. It looked really like British, like gingerbread really foreign. Men. I feel like you know, you know, on you know, on cooking shows where I'm just uh, gonna have to say it's fucking chick, it's shawarma. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's obvious. It's Middle shawarma Eastern shawarma, shawarma number three, chicken yeah. and lamb <laughs> combined shawarma with mm. the sautéed cabbage and yeah, with the sautéed cabbage and like olives. Are we going garlic sauce and chili though? Maybe the combo of the boat. You have all kinds of sauce on those things, man. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm saying, what are we going for? Yeah, well, I was going to say that because we're a bit of a hodgepodge. This isn't really what the band is. This like, is just what I want to eat right now. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> what you're eating after this? A mango Rubicon. <laughs> oh, that's such a good idea. Oh, no. And it's two for a quid at Morrison's as oh, well, no. but they'll be shut now. Anyway. anyway. Uh, <laughs> what would what would the band be? We've got to answer the, the question. The band. I feel like it'd be one of those. It'd, it'd be something like... A cheese think, and apple pie, like things that you know. wouldn't think would go together that do. Yeah. That's... I was going to say bangers and mash, but the mash is in the shape of the moon and the bangers look like a rocket. <laughs> bangers are, are like sausages, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. See? Yeah. <laughs> yeah My so... best friend's British, so I, I catch on on a couple yeah. things. <laughs> we never call them bangers on their own, though. It's only ever well, in the context yeah. of with mashed potato that we call them bangers. Well, they're called, they're called bangers because of the high water content in uh, post-war rationing. Yeah, so they didn't poke... If you don't poke a hole in it, they literally mm -hmm. burst. Yeah, they all, explode yeah. bangers, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, so we could be know. either... Bong, bang, bongers and mash. Ooh, bongers bongers, bangers oh. and mash or cheese and apple pie. And space cakes <laughs> right. on the side, I guess. Space cakes, Yes. That's a good shout, actually. Oh my God. Okay. Anyway. Um, so for these last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, of course. Six. So we're going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink, dude? That I'm sorry. I had to go very unhinged. We, we've we been doing way too many serious interviews recently. Yeah. We have. No, that's, it's that's good to have fun with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so obviously it would be shawarma meal number three with a mango ruby. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Calm, are you back in that? <laughs> um. Uh, this is the thing. It's, this is death row. This is serious. This is... Yeah, exactly. Oh, so you'd have the bangers? No, no, no. I do like bangers and mash, but that's not going to be my last meal. Um. I 
think it's going to have to be the uh, shawarma meal number three. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. With a guava Rubicon. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. To be fair, the guava is really good. There's it a taco is. shop right next to the not right next to the studio right, as well. Actually, yeah. And they have another guava drink in there. And we're like, we're always oh, yeah, a little bit disappointed that it's not more like the, the Rubicon one, I think. All right. Uh, so I have the <laughs> best last question, and every single person we've spoken to have said that is the most important question. Mm. What's your favorite color? Oh, red. Oh, God, that's cringy. <laughs> Within the context of the band. Yeah. yeah. We actually we actually try and avoid the color red. And yeah, we really I realize I'm wearing a red t-shirt. Red. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> well, Callum, what, what's your favorite like shade of red? Uh, I like like fully Jiraiya red. That level. Oh, up. yeah, that's like, such a that's such a good red. It's a good red. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I like I like a good blue. Yeah, you know, Blue's a nice good. nice bright blue, like not... IVK seventy nine. Yves Klein's blue. <laughs> yeah, IVK seventy nine. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Perfect. Uh, so as I said, that is all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Go on, Cal. Uh, we're into the red. Follow us on all social media at Into the Red Band. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, we have a band camp. It's called Into the Red. We have many things there. You can buy our merch. We've got cool new metal beanies. Um, mm. Buy our EP Wavelength. It slaps. And also our new single, Ghosts of the Metro. Mm-hmm. It's like an atom punk kind of thing. It, it rips. Mm-hmm. All right. I can uh, see you've been Robin practicing Robin. that. I'd also like to give a shout out to Middle East and Shawarma on London Road, yeah. uh, particularly for meal number three with Guava It's fucking area you went completely off rails. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping so. Josh went there and got two meals the other day. We should be yeah, buying shares, not dinners. Yeah. yeah. Too, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah. thank you for now. This guys has been into the red, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. Thanks so much for having us.